Well, good morning, dumpsters, and welcome to. Uh, <laughs> I guess we. Uh, Where are we? Continue then? to call this a children's program for adults, right? Yes, I mean, that's what Ken has called it for years. It's probably true. It's music to go to the dump by, and if you were not with us last week, Ashley, uh, Ken's daughter, uh, gave an update because a lot of folks have been calling in almost on a daily basis wanting to know how he's done, so I thought I'd just kind of give you a, a brief uh, a summary of what she said uh, last week. Uh, Ashley says, we uh, can add surviving COVID to the list of Dad's uh, accomplishments in life. have no doubt that your prayers played a part in getting him through your cards have certainly been lifting his spirits during this recovery. Though Dad is the winner of the battle, his the virus has left its marks, especially on his ability to walk. Uh, the excellent people at Woodridge and Berlin continue to care for him well while we make plans for changes that will allow us to bring him home. And our family is grateful beyond words for your outpouring of care. We hope to get Dad in his new wheels. You'll be in a, a wheelchair, I guess, for a short period of time. Get him to the racetracks just in time, because they'll be opening up here uh, in another few months. So our continued prayers to all all who are battling coronavirus and to their families. Much love, Ashley uh, Jane. So that's a note from his daughter, for those of you who may have missed it last week. So we're trying to put this together in the sandbox this morning with me is Brent Curtis over here. Over here. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, Farmer Dave. Farmer Dave, how are you? Farmer Dave's not in the sandbox. Uh, I'm standing. I'm standing over here on the pile of manure. Uh Aha! Oh, great. So uh, we're going to start off with a. People seem to like music. You had mentioned that to me. Uh, yes, yes, they do. That, that, something about the no, name of the show. Yeah, I know. Music yeah. to I go agree. to the dump by. And we have sometimes the songs that nobody else plays. And That's it's a a kind of a unique, unique uh, part of this program, right? Well, you don't you don't have to fight for it anyway, Jack. You know. So I thought we'd start off music to go to the dump by with a, an old favorite. Uh, some have heard this. Some have not heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, music to go to the dump by is on the air. <laughs> Making life plans And now and then I hear the angels sing Like the first time she wore her wedding ring Yeah, she got the ring I got the finger At first she was special Sweet as honey But as the years rolled by She only wanted my money She took me to court Got a divorce The judge gave everything to her Of course, yeah She got the ring I got the finger Well, she took me I was the perfect spouse, yeah. 
fancy red car and new blonde hair. She just drove right past me like I was never there again. She got the ring, I got the finger. Well, I can guarantee you nobody else is going to play that, right? Nowhere. <laughs> um, then they're done that. No, all right, didn't mean to get into that part of it, that's for sure. Uh, we're off in a random music to go to the dump eye here on WDEV. Nice to have you along this morning. You mentioned a short while ago that we're getting ready for finally... <sighs> Some high school basketball, huh? Yeah, the good news is uh, the governor opened it up, and uh, the Vermont Principals Association jumped on board. The season will start on Friday the 12th, and it'll actually go two weeks longer. And uh, we'll have all kinds of information for everybody next week. Uh, we're working on the schedule this weekend, but it looks like it'll either kick off Friday or Saturday of next week, and yahoo. I heard they were, they're going to play like only two games uh, a week? Right, because they have to have three days uh, break. Yep. Short season. Huh? So the boys will do it two days, and then a sh- sh- like a uh, like Monday, Thursday, and then the girls will be a Tuesday, Friday kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And we'll have that all out in our schedule soon. But, yeah, there's a, there's a breakdown in uh, days, and then only uh, credential press can be there. No fans. Players have to wear a mask. And, uh, you know what though? And I've talked to so many coaches. Th- those kids just want to play. Get me on the court. So, and I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy that, uh, it, it opened up this way so they can get a season in. And just as always, Jack, DEV is going to be there. We'll be right there at ringside. High school basketball, high school sports is a big part of what we do and have been for a long, long time here on WDEV. So I know you're excited to get back up there. High about courtside. <laughs> That's it. Bada bing. With uh, high school basketball here on WDEV FM and AM. Now I mentioned uh, Ken is uh, still battling. Uh, uh, well, he's done with the COVID nineteen, but he has other problems that he's dealing with. And I talked to him the other day, and uh, it was a conv- uh, pleasant conversation. At the end of it, of course, being Ken that he is. Says, and don't forget to mention uh, next week about the Great American Race. You know? Oh, and yeah. And don't forget, next week is Speed Week. And don't forget that we're carrying all of the races. And don't forget to tell the people, perhaps during music to go to the dump by, that, that they should tune the WDEV because the Bush Clash begins next Tuesday. That'll be at 6 o'clock in the evening. And then we have the uh, Blue-Green uh, Vacations Duel at Daytona. On Thursday, and then the Daytona 500, the Great American Race on Sunday. Wow. Think about that. We'll pack all that in along with high school basketball. There you go. And what's happening this weekend is the big game, right? The big game. Everybody's talking about it, right? How about you, Farmer Dave? You're a big. Uh, I I am looking forward to it. Of course, I, I have to admit, I am rooting for the older feller. 
<laughs> and this, but uh, of course, he's a lot younger than I am. But still, compared to that twenty-five-year-old on the other side of yeah. the field, there, he's. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. Has anybody seen the spread on this yet? Have you? No. I was just curious. Last I time I knew it was six, but I don't. I think yeah. it's all changed. Yeah. They got some mattress guy. I don't remember where he's from, but he has bet three point four million dollars on Brady and the boys to win. And okay. I think the the spread they're giving him was like three. Really? I don't, I don't understand the, the point spread stuff, but for he must be selling a lot of mattresses to be able to put up three point four million dollar bet. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, for the uh, uh, older people in our audience, and I including myself, one may remember this, and I thought it would fit today. I'm used to go to the dump vibe with this weekend being the big weekend it has been. What, big. 1966 was the first Super Bowl, I think. Or I think that's accurate. Uh, and so, so many years, this has almost turned into a national holiday. But what if you knew nothing about the Super Bowl? What happens if you were thrown into a situation? This weekend, where everybody's talking about the big game, you had no idea what was going on, and you really didn't have much idea of what football was all about. You know where I'm going with this, Farmer Dan? I do. This is a good one, Jack. It was back last October, I believe it was. We was going to hold a tent service off at this college town, and we got there about dinner time on Saturday. And uh, different ones of us thought that we ought to get us a mouthful to eat before that we set up the tent. And so we got off of the truck and followed this little bunch of people through this small little bitty patch of woods there. And we come up on a big sign. It says, get something to eat here. And uh, I went up and got me two hot dogs and a big orange drink. And before that I could take every mouthful of that food, this whole raft of people come up around me and got me to where I couldn't eat nothing, up like, and I dropped my big orange drink. I did. Well, friends, they come in to move, and they want so much that I could do but move with them. Well, we come in to go through all kinds of doors and gates, and I don't know what all, and I looked up over one of them, and it says, North Gate. And we kept on going through there, and pretty soon we come up on a young boy. And he says, ticket, please. And I says, friend, I don't have a ticket. I don't even know where it is that I'm going. <laughs> I did. Well, he says, come out as quick as you can. And I says, I'll do her. I'll turn right around the first chance I get. <laughs> well, we kept on moving through there. And pretty soon, everybody got where it was that they was a-going, because they parted, and I could see pretty good. I, I, I could. And what I seen was this whole raft of people a-setting on these two banks and a-looking at one another across this pretty little green cow pasture. Well, they was. And somebody had tucked and drawed white lines all over it and drove posties in it, and I don't know what all. And I looked down there, and I seen five or six convicts running up and down and blowing whistles. They was. And then I looked down there, and I seen these pretty girls wearing these little bitty short dresses and dancing around. And so I sat down and thought I'd see what it was that was going to happen. I did. And about the time I got set down good, I looked down there and I seen 30 or 40 men come running out of one end of a great big outhouse down there. <laughs> they did. And everybody where I was a-setting got up and hollered. 
And about that time, 30 or 40 come running out of the other end of that outhouse and the other bank full, they got up and hollered. And I asked this fellow that was sitting beside of me, I says, friend, what is it that they're hollering for? Well, he whopped me on the back and he says, buddy, have a drink. <laughs> well, I says, I believe I will have another big orange. <laughs> and I got it and sat back down. And when I got down there again, I seen that them men had got in two little bitty bunches down there. They had rail close together. And they voted. <laughs> they did. They voted and elected one man apiece. And them two men come out in the middle of that cow pasture and shook hands like they hadn't seen one another in a long time. And then a convict come over to where they was a standing, and he took out a quarter, and they come in to odd man right there. <laughs> they did. Well, after a while, I seen what it was that there's odd man in for. It was that both bunches full of them men wanted this funny-looking little pumpkin to play with. They did, and I know, friends, that they couldn't eat it because they kicked it the whole evening and it never busted. But uh, anyhow, what I was telling was that both bunches full wanted that thing, and one bunch got it, and it made the other bunch just as mad as they could be. And, friends, I seen that evening the awfulest fight that I have ever seen in my life. I did. They would run at one another and kick one another and throw one another down and stomp on one another and grind their feet in one another and I don't know what all. And just as fast as one of them would get hurt, they'd tote him off and run another number. <laughs> Well, they'd done that as long as I sat there. But pretty soon, this boy that had said, Ticket, please, he come up to me and he says, Friends, you're going to have to leave because it is that you don't have a ticket. And I says, Well, all right. And I got up and left. And I don't know, friends, to this day what it was that there's a doing down there, but I have studied about it. And I think that it's some kindly of a contest where they see which bunch full of them men can take that pumpkin and run from one end of that cow pasture to the other without either getting knocked down or stepping in something. <laughs> what it was uh, was football. Do you know who that was? Andy Griffith. Uh, Could you imagine Andy Griffith doing color commentary for football? Yeah. (laughs) He's got the pumpkin now. He's throwing it. (laughs) Andy Taylor. That show is still running on uh, TV land today. I like it. Yeah. Two of my default programs, when I can't find anything, when I do a little channel surfing, I end up on TV land, and it's a couple of hours of Andy Griffith, and we get into Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Uh. Anyway, I thought you might like that this morning as we get ready for the big game and coming up on Sunday, the Super Bowl. I think this is 50-something. I can't remember. I'm lose track after a while. 55. Is it 55? That's yep. right. So that would make it 1966 then, I guess. That. Uh, yep. It's church time. Well, when I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her auntie Bella Moore. 
I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. One day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh, when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. Well, what happened next is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell. But the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all, the squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls. And Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me. Yeah! The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. They were jumping pews and shouting, hallelujah. Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming. Some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon. And Harv thought he had a weed eater loose in his fruit of the blooms. He fell to his knees to plead and beg, and the squirrel ran out of his breeches leg, unobserved, to the other side of the room. All the way down to the amen pew, where sat Sister Bertha better than you, who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee. You should have seen the look in her eyes when that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs and she jumped to her feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me. As the squirrel made laps inside her dress, she began to cry and then to confess to sins that would make a sailor blush with shame. She told of gossip and church dissension, but the thing that got the most attention was when she talked about her love life and then she started naming names. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church. In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah Well, seven deacons and the pastor got saved And $25,000 got raised And 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot And even without an invitation, there were at least 500 rededications, and we all got rebaptized, whether we needed it or not. Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess, how he parted the waters for Moses to pass all the miracles God has wrought in this old world. But the one I'll remember till my dying day is how he put that church back on the narrow way with a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. They were jumping pews and shouting hallelujah. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in that sleepy little town of Another favorite of uh, Dumpsters, music to go to the dump by here on DEV, Ray Stevens. Another great version of that. You may remember Farmer Dave from Al Bowright from the Ah, uh, yes, Groundhog Opry. Groundhog Opry, yep. which we miss dearly. And uh, just about this time of year, that will be coming back into our neighborhood. And maybe next year, George can get the whole crew back together and have a great evening. You know, whenever that uh, comes out, the, the place is full. Wherever he takes it to, whether it's up in Hardwick at the Opera House up there or in Barrie or here in Waterbury at... Uh, Thatcher Brook School. It's just a great time and a great spring break when the Groundhog Opry comes back to town. And you can take anybody to it. Oh, I know. I mean, it's PG. <laughs> it is. I'll tell you something else that is PG. Everything that goes on out there at uh, Northeast Slopes, right there uh, 
<laughs> Wade Pearson's joining us this morning. Well, it is it is PG, yeah. although we are saying that we're uh, the hill is groomed, but some is left on natural. <laughs> but it's PG if it's if it's in art form. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we have groomed up. Uh, we even posted that it says uh, we're starting to sound like a broken record. That it just gets better and better every day we ski and every week since the uh, since the drought. It seems like every every third day we're getting two or three inches of snow to pile upon each other. And so. that's exactly what's yeah. been going on. And and that is one hill there that that an inch will make it a whole new place every day and that's been happening all week long right before opening and so we're able to leave up the uh, some loose stuff for the the powder hounds and and corduroy for everybody else and the beginner slope is neatly trimmed right up to easy skiing and and uh everything's been going very well we've had very good attendance every every day including our our rope toe wednesdays rope toe wednesdays tell us yeah something we started out having a little fun with and we got you know obviously the interest of running the the big rope toe which is our historical uh, second one built, oldest continually running rope tow in, in at least North America that we know of. And it's also the world's fastest. So we, the smiles were galore every time we run that. And so for about an hour or so, every Wednesday afternoon, mid afternoon, we'll fire it up. And what we've done is put a, a set bucket with a sign for the local food shelf at the bottom. So if you like it that much, bring us some non perishable food or canned item, maybe a little cash and drop it in the bucket. How's the volunteer situation going for you? Extremely well. Now. Is it? Good. Yeah, words got out, and uh, we still have people coming in, training this weekend, and and tightening up the loose ends. And and uh, one thing we are, we had quite a discussion this week is is we are going to default our hours to noon to four every open day that we're open right now. That's helped alleviate uh, some of the some of the the uh, staffing issues, mm-hmm. and um, seems to be working very well. Uh, not. Not too many people have uh, had concerns about not getting open at 9:30. Sure, it's usually the lower end of the day, and then we just uh, we just pack all that fun into us into a tighter package. Where things are going here with the weather forecast, it looks like uh, we're going to get some more snow in the next uh, few days or so. so it does, and Tuesday sounds again. like yeah. Uh, yeah, Tuesday sounds fairly significant, which will which will set us right up for fresh tracks for for rope toe Wednesday. And and, and rope toe Wednesday doesn't mean only rope toe; it means the, it's the beginner slope, which is a rope toe every day, and then a T bar runs right along beside it. But to grab that rope and go by at Mach three compared to everybody on the T bar, <laughs> it's, it's 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 quite a sight. And, uh, of course, this is the WDV dump show where all exclusive news releases from Northeast Slopes happen. And today, uh, we are going to first public rollout in 11 and a half months of the new and, I won't say improved, but running adjacent, the first prototype of the Nor'easterburger Nor'easter is going to go out about noon today. Really? And uh, yours truly will... See if we give it a sign of approval and everything goes good. We'll we'll have them going probably by tomorrow. That's great. Yeah. And we'll post that overnight. We'll see how it goes today. If it if it's uh, not just right, we'll we'll hold off and, and work on it a little longer. But uh, it looks like it looks pretty promising. You got a lot of information on your website too. We folks, do right? northeastslopes.org. Yeah. yeah, go right under the contact page or what's going on. Facebook, of course, is where we try to put up our our d- daily announcements. And that's most of what's happening over here. Just darn good skiing. And uh, maybe by next week we'll have another grand announcement about the week after that. Yeah, no, no yeah. tease, huh? I mean, that's it. That's just it. We're going to have another announcement. You're going to give us any? Yeah, idea. there will be. It's something we've done in the past. We're hoping okay. to do again, and we need a little, uh, a little foresight on the weather and how things are going. If it doesn't go to hell in the handbasket, then we'll we'll make an announcement next week for the something something special for the weekend after. Some people might know what that is or mm-hmm. suspect what it is, but we'll we'll make them wait another week. Okay. 
and uh, again, thinking about Ken and and up there and and uh, and then all those poor souls down in Daytona. How are they going to get through Speed Weeks without Ken's Ken's uh, director? <laughs> I'm sure he goes down there and has fun with him when he gets down there directing. Yeah, because he can, can probably do it by Zoom now. I right? know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, hell, I don't know, but he uh, he really wants to get back in the action. And uh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. So, our, uh, our best wishes to yeah. him, and we're all thinking him over here at Northeast Slopes and. Jeez, we wouldn't be what we are today without without Ken and WTV. You have a great weekend. Uh, you remember that uh, little thing that Dex put together? What was it last? Oh, I year? do. That was great. Yeah. Tommy, thought we'd uh, play that again this morning. And uh, t- if you oh, would, that'd so be great. Very, Tommy and the Topros, I remember. Topro. Kind of a, kind of a tri- <laughs> oh, no. oh, What is it? You said Topro. Is that how you said Topro? <laughs> you did. Oh my lord. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's, uh, yeah. as a lot of people didn't know, that's from the Kingston Trio. That's right. Charlie and the MTA. It was yeah, a great, that's right. great parody of that. So yeah, we'll, fantastic. We'll, we're really honored to have that. And we, we've got a version where we, we play it out once in a while, too. So we'll leave you that this morning. Great. Thank you. Okay. Hope take care. See you on the slopes. You Bye. bet. tell you of the story of a man named Tommy on that tragic and fateful day. He paid his money, grabbed onto the rope toe, and grinned as it hauled him away. Oh, will he ever return? No, he'll never return. And his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever up and down the mountain. He's a man who never returned. Tommy's really not a skier and not a snowboarder and of rather limited brain. He forgot his gloves, his hands froze to the rope, and he couldn't get off of that train. Oh, will he ever return? No, he'll never return. And his fate is still unlearned. Up and down the mountain of East Corinth, he's a man who never returned. Tommy's son goes down to northeast slopes every day at quarter past two. And at the rope he hands Tommy a sandwich as the toe goes rumbling through. Will he ever return? No, he'll never return. And his fate is still unlearned. Up and down the mountain of East Corinth, he's a man who never returned. This marathoner going up and down the mountain. Here he comes, and look at him go. Won't someone hand him some ice melter? He can loosen his hands from the toe. Will he ever return? No, he'll never return. And his fate is still unlearned. Here he comes again. Up and down the mountain of East Corinth. He's a man who never returned. He's a man who never returned. He's a man. Who never returned A to Tommy A to Tommy Remember that? Brian, I can't hear you You must have the wrong thing turned up in there somewhere There because it's go- there it is There you go uh, yeah, that takes us back to the late 50s when Charlie and the NTA was a popular. I loved that song, by the way. I used to, I remember that from the Hootenanny program. That's right, the Hootenanny. Yeah. Yeah. about that. Late me, 50s, early 60s. Let me say this, guys. If Northeast Slopes has got as much snow over there as I had on my barn roof Wednesday, yeah, 
they've got some pretty good skiing going on. So this is a public service notice to okay. uh, all the dumpsters out there. All right. You go out and you look at your barns or your garage or, or your lean-tos, whatever, and you think, ah, there's not that much snow up there. Well, there isn't out on the edge just because the winds have blowed it off. But when you get into the middle of that roof and you realize you've got snow clear up to your where it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. start shoveling. It's a whole lot easier to shovel it off this winter than it is to put that barn back up come spring. Yeah. And if you don't shovel it off and the barn goes down, you'll be making all kinds of trips to the dump. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There's a lot of the, this two or three inches every day piling up before you know you, you go outside and you look. I didn't realize that much snow fell, but remember what happened two days ago and two days before that and two days before that, and you did, did nothing. And couple that with the cold temperatures yeah. to make snow, and all these resorts are there in heaven. Speaking of the weather forecast, uh, we're looking at uh, cloudy weather uh, today with some sunshine out there, partly sunny, I guess we can call it. Uh, daytime highest is still uh, around 2025. That's about as high as we're going to get today. Tomorrow is another cloudy day <laughs> with occasional snow showers and a dusting to a few inches. Here we go again, another few inches. Uh, and then we've got another few inches coming in on Wednesday, I think. So another every two or three days we get a little bit of snow. No canine music today. I Uh-oh. forgot to get out and look for it, but I did find this one about bears. Oh, good. <laughs> a lot of folks like bears. So does Lyle Lovett. Some folks never seen a bear at all Some folks say the bears go around eating babies raw And some folks got a bear across the hall Some folks say the bears go around smelling bad Others say that a bear is a honey sweet some folks say this bear's the best I ever had And some folks got a bear beneath their feet Some folks drive the bears out of the wilderness and Some to see a bear pay a fee And me, I just bear up to my bewildered best And some folks even see the bear in Stop instead. I just remember that's a 
like a bear to lunch this week? <laughs> I love that song. Uh, I, I do. I, I had a bear doing lunch out on my uh, front lawn about two years ago. Oh, I bet you did, yeah. I'll really? tell you. I, I like bears as opposed to... Now, let, let's say if you have a raccoon come and they get into your trash. Yeah. I mean, they spread it all over. This bear is out sitting on my lawn. Yeah. He's got this bag of trash in front of him. He's got it spread out in a nice, neat manner. He's going through... into. I holler down, what are you doing? And he looks up at me, or she does. I don't know which. and As if to say, what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> and and I, I talked to that bear for probably five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> or, or I should say I talked at it. It didn't talk. I wish we had a tape recorder going then. Go ahead. Just yeah. as neat as yeah. could be. I was, mm-hmm. I was so impressed. Then, of course, I had to go down and pick it up, but it, it wasn't like it was spread all over the lawn. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you just see that Farmer Dave's conversation with the bear? Yeah. Hey, speaking of conversations with animals, and, and it's not really a conversation, but did you guys get to watch uh, Wednesday night on CBS when they have the, uh, the greatest uh, Super Bowl commercials? I did not. I did not. Oh, God, guys, you missed. Anytime you put a Clydesdale and a Dalmatian in an ad, <laughs> you got a winner. And and Budweiser nails it all uh, the time. They I do. Mean, did they, they have yep. a button with a Dalmatian and a... And a Oh they yeah. They, yeah. They, well, they had they had one where uh, there's this uh, Clydesdale, which names Hank. He's yeah. trying to get on the team to you know to to pull the the wagon there, and well, Hank doesn't make it. So this little Dalmatian becomes Hank's personal trainer, and you see him running through the woods. <laughs> I remember and, uh, this. Clydesdale is chasing him, and he's, he's lifting weights. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And then the next year, what happens? Hank, he's right on the lead. It's just no. I don't know. They're, so another thing to look forward to during the Super Bowl. Huh? Yes, the commercials. The commercials. We're going to celebrate our 90th birthday. Well, we're in the midst of it. I guess it comes up in the middle of the year, what, July yep. 15th or 16th? 90 years young this year. Wow. WDEV. And I was reflecting on that in the past few weeks. Uh, and then what we have done here at the radio station, you know, local music, Vermont musicians and all of that, it's been a very strong part since... Uh, the days of the Pony Boys back in the uh, 50s here on WDEB. All of the music over the years that has been associated with Vermonters and poets like uh, and comedians like Danny Gore, who we lost a few years back. Well, we lost uh, just about a month ago, and I happened to read the Barton Chronicle, and I want to thank them for a nice tribute to Bert Porter. I don't know how many of you folks remember Bert out there, but he uh, passed away uh, on December 29th last year, so just about uh, about a month. At the Greensboro Nursing Home, he was uh, a musician, a poet, a teacher, an entertainer. And for a short period of time, when we had the cruising to the woodlot, those folks may remember this back in the 70s. And I'm dating myself, I realize that. But they, back in the, the, the oil crisis in the 70s, when everybody was kind of switched over to, uh, to wood from the oil they were using because of the scarcity at that time and the price, we had a program called Cruising the Woodlot. And Tim Lewis, a former news director here at oh, WDEV, yeah. Uh, hosted that program was people would write in with wood they had for sale. It was like a little barter system where you could pay for it if you like. And uh, that ran for a number of years until we got through that crisis. And we took a, a song from Bert that he had written called My Green Mountain Home and used it as kind of a theme song. And a lot of folks really enjoyed that. And he performed on Vermont Live, a series that we had here for a number of years. Local performers would come into the studio and record uh, down in the mezzanine section kind of a large studio that we have here at uh, our location at 9th Stowe Street in Waterbury. 
and uh, just perform. And he was here a couple of times. Wonderful performer. So I thought we'd kind of jog in memory for those oh, folks good. who remember this good. back in the 70s. This was the theme song, theme song for Cruising the Woodlot. It's called My Green Mountain Home, the late Bird Porter. Well, the stove smokes a lot cause the chimney don't draw. It has been too cold to clean it for a while. And the fire don't burn good. I'm mostly out of wood. There is nothing left but green stuff in the pile. Even though there are many troubles now, expect that I will make it through to spring. And there's nothing that I don't could get me to be roaming from my old green mountain home. Springtime comes round and the snow goes away. Water lines no longer will freeze. But the truck still gets stuck, cause that road is all muck. And that mud comes right up to your knees. Even though there are many troubles now, expect that I will make it through to June. And there's nothing that I know. Could get me to be roaming from my old green mountain home. Well, the summertime, you know, that's the best part of the year. Nothing to find fault with at all. I can sit back and smile. And know it's all worthwhile for those three nice days that come between the spring and the fall. Even though there are no troubles now, know they must be a-coming in the fall. And there's nothing that I know could get me to be roaming from my old green mountain home. have all gone and the crows have all flown south and that first fine snow is hissing on the ground better bank the house real good better get in some more wood don't leave nothing to laying out around even though there are many troubles now i expect to keep on living just the same and there's nothing that i know could get me to be roaming from my old green mountain home. No, there's nothing that I know could get me to be roaming from my old green mountain home. Boy, wow. he nailed it for the season, though, didn't he, huh? I like that a lot. The three nice days between yeah, spring yeah. and you, fall. You, you, got yeah. that, you got that, didn't yes, you? Yes, he did. Yeah. Bert Porter of uh, Glover, he passed away at 83, uh, just about a month ago at the Greensboro Nursing Home. His uh, family felt that during these confusing times, it would be appropriate to open a Facebook page as a way for people to share their memories and feelings uh, about Bert and his 
it's just listed as uh, page is listed as Bert Porter. If you ha- have the inclination to do that, oh, that's nice. So we thank the folks at the Barton Chronicle for that rather extensive obituary and, and notice about the Bert, because I have, uh, quite frankly, forgot about it until I heard Cruz in the Woodlot again, and then I remembered Bert and the couple of times that he came in here, a, a real a genuine Vermont character, that's for sure, and he will be missed. Another favorite, guess who's here this morning, folks? It is Ned Nostril in the South Seas Paradise. Put your blues on ice, cheap as twice the price banned. Fellas? covered most of his face and as he grew to manhood it spread out all over the place his heroes were Carl Malden, Jimmy Durante and Pinocchio and all his friends used to wonder just how big it was gonna grow mm-hmm. well growing up was a problem for Ned he tried sports but he couldn't make it on the football field, the other team used to kick his nose and try to take it. Basketball games were always the same. Ned always felt inhibited when the referee blew his whistle and called it down for double dribbling. Well, then Ned had a brainstorm. He'd be a music man. So he rounded up his buddies and they started a little band. Now it's hard getting bookings when you're virtually new and unknown. But Ned had a plan and a name for the band and a sound all their own. You see, the boys in the band would sniff ragweed till their allergies were screaming. Then they'd harmonize with watery eyes and sinuses a streaming. And Ned took his liability, figured out how to turn it around. They wore high Hawaiian clothes and Ned played his nose and that was their sound. So if you want to hear some wheezing and sneezing and blowing and going that's grand, go hear Ned Nostril and his South Seas Paradise. Put your blues on ice cheap at twice the price band. Yucky, 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 yucky. They're all you can stand. Yucky, 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 yucky. The best in the land. Yucky, yucky, yucky. solid and in demand. Yucky, 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 yucky. <laughs> Sniffing and coughing, and that's how the story goes. And Ned was such a hit, he never quit. Humming and thumbing his nose, best picker in town. So if you want to hear some wheezing and sneezing and blowing and going that's grand, go hear Ned Nostril and his South Seas Paradise. Put your blues on ice cheap at twice the price band. Icky, 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 they're the best in the land. Icky, 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 Look solid and in demand. Icky, 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 they're all you can stand. Icky, 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 icky. Ha <laughs> ha 
like that one. You do, huh? Icky yuck, icky yuck. Ned Nostril and his band there. I'm not going to go through all the rest of the titles of that. Just about run out of time, fellas. Any final thoughts from anybody? Farmer Dave over there? Well, <clears throat> let's talk politics just a little bit. Oh, boy. This, I, you know, we've only I, got four minutes here. You know. All righty. Now, you know, here a couple weeks ago, I, I came up with a solution for all that stuff going on down in Washington. And, and I said what they needed to do was they needed to put a woodshed on the back of the White House. Now, don't confuse a woodshed with an outhouse. An outhouse is where you go to do your thing. Mm-hmm. The woodshed is where we take senators and congressmen who are down there trying to do their thing and not represent us. Now, it would work something like this. I, I believe they have a guy down there called the Majority Whip. Now, the Majority Whip would hand you the jackknife. The jackknife means you need to go out and you have to cut yourself a switch because you're about to take a walk to the woodshed. Now, don't cut too small a switch because he's going to send you back out there to cut one. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's got to fit the punishment. Now, I, I see it going something like this. Somebody does something down there that they shouldn't have done. The majority whip hands them the knife. They go to the woodshed. He beats them within an inch of their whatever. They come back. They call the Senate. And they say, okay, now everybody may sit down. Except for this one guy, he's standing, and 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 uh, the speaker of the house will say something like, "Well, well, Mr. Cruz, please please be seated," and 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 Ted will say, "Well, you know, I'd like to, but I think I'd really rather stand." And that is how you're going to take care of what's going on down there in Washington. Well, some advice from Farmer Dave. How about that one? A woodshed. A woodshed. At the end of the okay. Are you ready, fellas? Oh, gosh, this is the last time we get to do this one for a while, isn't it? It is. So do it real good. All right, dumpsters, it's time, once again, for the hymn of the day. Now, for those of you out there that are going to be watching the big game, this might be your chance to bow your head and offer a prayer to Father Time for that older guy, the guy I want to win. Uh So here we go, dumpsters, hymn of the day. Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life And over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life Make me, oh make me Lord more than I am Make me a piece in your master game plan. This is where we hunger. This is it. Yeah. I've got the will, Lord. You've got the toll. Back to sing. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. And over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life. Back to Take all the brothers who've gone on before, all of the sisters who've knocked on your door, all the departed dear loved ones of mine, stick them and run in the offensive line. All right, sing, 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 sing. Rock, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life, and over and neither left nor the right, straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. 
Dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. All right, again. One more time. Dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. End over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Always a pleasure, fellas. Uh, we got through another one, didn't we, huh? We made it. Yeah. Look what good time it is. This is perfect. Unbelievable. 10 o'clock. Do you believe that? How did that happen? I have no idea. Well, I guess then I might as well wrap this up then so we can get done at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Dumpsters, this show heard each and every week at this time in memory of Buster and Marie. <laughs>